Welcome to Built from the Inside Out with Brianda Nava. As an industrial organizational psychologist, certified nutrition coach, and owner of BCN Supplements, Brianda brings you a holistic approach to health. Join us as we dive into the seven dimensions of wellness, physical, mental, spiritual, social, occupational, financial, and environmental health. Get ready for practical strategies, expert insights, and a supportive community that will empower you to thrive in every aspect of your life. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Built from the Inside Out. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I have three guests with me. I have my amazing husband with me, and then we also have our friends who are business owners, full-time workers, parents. They have a nonprofit, and they're just out here saving the world. So <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Kelly and John. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. This, is, this is really awesome. Oh, Ooh, exciting. Juan, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> welcome, Juan. Thank you. So talk to us about what you're doing right now with your business. So they own a business, which is Talabutter, but I'll let them explain that to you all. You want to you hit it or you want me to do it? I want you to do it. Uh, you're uncomfortable? Are you blushing already? You're better at this than I am. So it started one evening when my daughter was breaking out with uh, acne. And we started looking at the ingredients that she makes or, or that she was using in her skin. And the ingredients were all things that the company I work at makes. Mm-hmm. And I see every day these operators that are making the product. They have to wear this like PPE goggles, like crazy amounts of protective equipment to make the equipment. And then it gets into a little jar and then our kids or all of us put the product on our face. So me being me, I was like, I bet you we can make something more natural and we can use it inside the house. And when I started researching, I came across uh, Native Americans and Roman Empire and like the ancient Greeks used to use tallow butter as a skin protectant, a skin moisturizer and things like that. And uh, we were already using tallow for a cooking oil. So I was like, oh, crap, you can make you, you can use tallow as a cooking oil and on your skin, which was crazy. So at the time, we were just buying tallow from H-E-B. Mm. So that like we didn't know at the time, but that tallow butter had like beef flavoring in it. We thought we were buying natural tallow, but it's like added beef flavor. So when we started using it, we were like, "Oh, it works really good," but we kind of smell like a little beefy here. <laughs> smells mom, a little weird. Your mom did not like that. My mom was talking so much trash about. You were, you were calling her crazy. Yeah, I was like, like, "No, no it doesn't. <clears throat> this is natural." <laughs> so. When we started like looking into it, we're like, oh, this has added stuff into it. So mm-hmm. even stuff that's nat- that and that made us go on this journey of like the things that we put in our body is very important. We've been trying to make this transition into thinking about, all right, what are we putting in our kid's body? Um, what ingredients are we using for that into this other side of the spectrum of the things that we're putting on our largest organ on our body? So it's things that go on our body are just as important as what goes inside our body. So we started looking at tallow, and then we started researching, like, okay, well, you need a carrier oil. Most companies, there's a lot of tallow companies out there that use uh, coconut oil. That's kind of like the main thing as a carrier oil. We started looking at prickly pear oil because Native Americans used prickly pear oil um, as a skin lubricant, medicinal purposes, um, just to, like, helping with bug bites like if they got bit by snakes they used prickly pear oil to help heal wounds so we we're like all right well let's add that 
Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it started, man. So yeah, we're we're just we want to provide natural skincare products that um that are truly natural because a lot of companies say that you know our our stuff is natural, right? right. And you start looking at the ingredients, you're like, all right, well, propylene glycol is not natural. Yeah. Um, like like these acids, hydro like these acids are natural. Fragrance so, oils. Yeah, synthetic fragrances. It would be like natural, but added flavor or something like yeah. that. Yeah, we and, talked about it last time. Yeah, like y'all see it in you know the pre workouts and you know, other uh, supplement companies. Mm-hmm. So that's our our niche. We're trying to provide the elements that Mother Nature provides to everyone, um, and just bottle that up and provide that to people. Nice. So that's that's kind of what we're doing. And that's awesome. I love that. So I don't know if we talked. About, I don't remember if you mentioned, but tallow. What is tallow? Is that the bone of the cow? So tallow is rendered beef fat. So it's the fat uh-huh. of the animal. Yeah, so the whole concept is like using the entire animal. So mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're really disconnected as a society from what, what goes on to animals, the process of butchering and cleaning animals and taking care of animals. Um, so we're trying to help close that gap and almost bring mm-hmm. nature back to people. <clears throat> and one of those ways are um, using animal fats. Like, it's pretty crazy for us to think as a society that we can make something chemically enhanced that's better than nature. Like, nature provides, like, our way of thinking now, and Kelly's, like, coming on board slowly. But it's like, <laughs> I think, like, nature yeah. provides the elements that we need to, to, to nourish and protect our skin. So, 100%. Yeah. yeah. What 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 was the driving factor in that? Because you you're mentioning that um, Native Americans, and then so like, what's the backstory on you? Because you were very into like, what's natural? Um, let's go back to the roots. Let's using the whole animal, respecting animal, respecting the wild, and all that. What what's the backstory there that really triggered all of that? Was Man, it your daughter? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been like a journey, right? Like it started with like health and fitness, like wanting to eat clean, and and you know, started the keto diet. We were doing I, the keto I, at the house. I definitely think it started with you wanting to eat better like he started eating better and he started running insane amounts and i'm the type of person that influences my household whether they want to be influenced (laughs) or not that's true so like when i was eating keto everyone was eating keto um and then and then that's that's (laughs) kind of like that was kind of the driving force it was like one thing kind of stacked up and then you start digging into um uh like ingredients or or like how animals are raised or uh, like organic versus like regenerative agriculture. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, just one thing stacked on top of each other. And then you're constantly improving yourself. Like you want to get better every day or you want to like learn something to optimize your life every single day. So that's kind of like where we landed at. And yeah, I would say um, uh, Candace was kind of like the driving force of uh, she was breaking out and putting crazy things on her face. And I noticed that when she would put it on and her face would turn red mm. for like 30 minutes and then yeah. it would it would go back to normal. And she's really fair skinned too. But when you look at it, it's just like acid and like acid, 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 acid. Those are all the ingredients. And to me, that's wild that we put that on our skin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but we never um, thought about, well, maybe you did, but I definitely didn't. We never thought about um, what she actually ate. Yeah. And I was going to okay. say, whenever you said that he started eating better, that's what we're doing, Kelly and I. And then mm-hmm. the other podcast that I've been doing is Women's Health. And everything starts with what you eat. Yeah. And then once you fix that, you start looking, you start bettering other aspects of your life. But it all starts with the food. And you can literally heal yourself yeah. through yeah. food. 
Yeah. So, yes, nature. 100%. I think we got to tallow because when John was starting his journey to eating better, he mm-hmm. was looking at uh, stuff that makes you inflamed uh. and mm-hmm. seed oils was like his obsession for the longest time. Bro, and he's have like, y'all looked into seed oils? Oh, jeez. I just see on TikTok that they're bad. Bro, <laughs> but it try, hasn't, like, actually go in your pantry right now. Oh, y'all, have, y'all probably have a clean, clean pantry. Yeah. The There's probably nothing part. in there. <laughs> it's all Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, one of our friends, they ha- um, when they go to the house, they're like, dude, y'all's house is boring. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, y'all have no snacks. He's like, it's like, no, y'all don't have kids. Y'all don't have snacks. Y'all don't have anything like this. I was like, dude, it was a transition when I moved in. Like, I was used to... <laughs> Let, let's have some cookies or let's have some chips or soda or something. And she's like, no, nah, we don't do that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we don't do that. Like, we're just going to live healthier lifestyles. Yeah. It's a transition, but it's cool. Yeah. And then his wife, uh, they came over one time and she was going to, it was like everybody brought something to eat. And she was like, I'll just bake it there. And then she gets there. She's like, where's your sugar? And I was like, we don't have sugar. She's like, what? <laughs> How do you not have sugar? <laughs> it's a wild way of thinking. But anything that's in a package or in a box has seed oils. That's the easiest way to think of it because it's mm. a, it's a preservative. Right. It makes it last longer, makes it taste better. It keeps the like the, the like the formation of whatever it is, like a pop tart, it helps it keep it together. Everything that is in a package, jar or box is has some type of canola oil, peanut oil, vegetable oil. So that's kind of like that was like the build like for a solid 2 months. I was just throwing stuff out. I was like pouring all the like canola oil. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, we can't have it. And Kelly was getting so aggravated with me. She's like, oh my God, like it's just seed oil. I was like, no. Uh, I, I used to like know the terms too, like carnivore MD. We used to be like, it's li- like lin- what, what linoleic acid. Lin- 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 how do you say it? Linoleic acid. Yes. Yeah. I used to know all like the terms, but I don't know them anymore. But I was like, that has linoleic acid in it. He told everybody. <laughs> Yeah. Go to his parents' house. You can't have that. It's got Start, linoleic acids. Starts yeah. throwing their his parents' stuff away too. You're I did. Not gonna have this. You're not gonna have this. I did for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that yeah, the seed oil is wild, man. And those yeah. are inflames your body. Like it, the seed oil started as like industry lubrication oils, mm. and then they realized that they can add it to foods and make it for cooking oil and stuff. So anytime you go to a restaurant and you order food, they're always fried in peanut oil, canola yeah. oil, or those harsh oils. So tallow is the natural oil, and it's like it's you can cook it at a higher temperature. Um, it doesn't go rancid very quickly. It lasts longer. You don't have to add anything to preserve it. So that was kind of the the I guess the beginning of our tallow journey. That was the beginning. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. No, I was just gonna say like I recently started being more conscious of reading the ingredients because I used to be like. Because I tell people health and fitness are two different things. So when you're doing just fitness, you don't care about what's in it. You just care about how many calories does it have. Yeah. Versus health, you're like, okay, what's actually in this? Is this actually good for me? And I, I love pita bread. And I would buy it all the time. And I was like, I'm being healthy. And then the other day, like, since I'm trying to be better about that, I read the ingredients and I was like, heartbroken. But <laughs> <laughs> So I tell one else, I need to find one that doesn't have all of this crap in it. I think sourdough bread is like the healthiest bread. Is it? I think. Yeah, I remember I got it and it was the least ingredients. Oh, yeah. It was the least ingredients versus like white bread or wheat bread that was on the side of it. Yeah. Sourdough. I think sourdough is like the the stuff. And then now there's like carnivore bread. You can buy like carnivore bread. It's made out of like, I don't know what it's made out of. It's like bacon, I guess. What? <laughs> I, don't, I don't recommend it. I don't <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. But yeah, so like I think 
Like we just made tallow deodorant and deodorant and like conventional wisdom, like conventional America is like, it helps me block sweat. It helps me stop sweat. It helps me smell good all day. But like, that's not what really deodorant is. Like it, it's not like if it's a truly natural ingredient, that's not going to really help you block sweat. Not great because it just like conventional deodorant has aluminum in it and has mm-hmm. uh, like propylene glycol in it. It has these crazy chemicals that actually go on to your armpits and it clogs your pores, so you don't sweat. That's what it's doing. So then, and then those chemicals get into your body and it messes with your hormones right. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So. There's like a detoxing period. So I really like I'm I, I wanna provide the the deodorant because I I believe in it mm. and it's natural and I want to provide other uh you know alternatives to conventional skincare products. But I think it's like a shift, like only initial like there's only a certain segment of population that are gonna understand and get what it is. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people just are like it's whatever is marketed very well towards them or it's like, oh I've just always used uh Old Spice. Old Spice right. spins forever. Right. No, not to name drop, but it's like, I use Old Spice, whatever they come out with, I'm going to try it or this and that instead of reading what's in it. And right. I think when, they've gotten sued. Yeah. Well, um, mo- most yeah. things when they're mass produced, you know, they just have to start finding... Cutting their, corners yeah. and yeah, adding all this, this crazy stuff. But, but I think people also have the idea that deodorant is supposed to stop you from smelling or sweating. Yeah. That's what I and, thought. And it, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess some of it does, but... It, it goes back to what, what you were saying. If you're eating healthy, then you don't need deodorant. Huh. Like, and, and so when I was eating really I'll clean. I need it my whole life. I will need it my whole life. <laughs> so, I sweat a lot. It, so, yeah, I sweat a lot too. But if uh, I know if I'm – I know when I'm eating really clean because my sweat doesn't stink. And I know if I'm eating dirty. Like, I, I know if I'm eating dirty, my armpits stink after a workout. And same yeah. with, like, going, like, bowel movements, going number two, like – if it stinks, I know it sounds weird, but if it stinks, it's because you're eating crappy food. Mm. It shouldn't have a smell. Mm. And at least that's what people say. Well, that's interesting. I mean, there's also like, if you have a lot of protein intake, yeah, then it's called protein farts. And those, <laughs> those, that's a whole different topic. That's a whole are, different thing. <laughs> well, talking about smells. So you said that the one you bought from the store smelled like beef. What do you got? Because I use this myself. And... It smells so good, especially really the Bernilla one. That's Juan's favorite. Every yeah, time I put it on, he's like, oh, it's like, you smell good. <laughs> 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 so what do you guys do for it to not smell like beef? And, yeah, what do y'all put in it to so keep it natural? The rendering process, we don't do that. We buy it already rendered. But um, Which you, means? So to render, you, you know, get the beef okay. or get the fat from the cow or whichever animal you're using, and then you have to, like, cook it down. Okay. So when you cook down the fat, you're taking out all the impurities and you're just pretty much leaving the oils. And okay. you have to do that a few times over. And you do it with salt and water and then you just put it in a crock pot and it like cooks it down. And I, when you pull out those impurities, it kind of pulls out the smell. So I've not, um, I've not actually come across any tallow that's smelled like beef. It has like an oily um, smell because it is an oil base, okay. but it doesn't smell like beef. Okay. And the one that we originally used, we're like, oh, it does smell kind of beefy. But they added that in there. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So, but every other one that we've had that's already been rendered, like, there's really no smell to it. Just a little oily. Okay. And then you guys have the unscented, which also doesn't smell like that. You have the, well, tell us all the different scents you have. <laughs> okay. So we have 
Admire, which is uh, a jasmine lavender blend. We have Orange Appeal, which is all of your um, Citrus. citruses. So there's uh, bergamot, orange, and lemon. Okay. We have Lavincense, which is lavender and frankincense. It's one of our more popular ones. Okay. Um, Bernilla is bergamot and vanilla. So it's like a, it smells like key lime pie. Uh, and then we have a sweet. Mm, like That's it. why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> You're over <there> eating. <laughs> it smells so good. We made it into a, a chapstick. Nice. I'd be, I'd be chewing on. Well, <laughs> you can take that one. Like icing. <laughs> um, our sweet cream is just a vanilla, and then we have a scentless one. Am I missing one? And then your new one. The new one, the bug one. Oh, our Rapello, which smells like citronella, but it's got citronella, lavender, and it actually smells pretty good. Yeah. For bug repellent, okay. so you're moisturized and. What's in it that keeps the bugs away? Uh, so, bugs are attracted to the carbon that comes off your body. And that's kind of how the mosquitoes find you because that carbon that you're releasing. Oh, all like over when your, you sweat, right? Like you that, sweat, you breathe. It, yeah, it's like, just, it comes out everywhere. I gotta hold my breath and not sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, um, I guess the point of any kind of repellent is to mask those smells. Uh, so, that's what citronella, lavender, lemon, lemon, all of that helps mask those smells so that. They're not as attracted to you. Like centronella was like uh, the Native Americans use that to like repel insects naturally. And it's it's got a distinctive scent to it. Okay. It almost smells, it almost does smell like DEET, like or off when, right. when you use That's it. That's what I was going to ask is if it's <clears throat> comparable with DEET because I know DEET's like, you know. Yeah, DEET, yeah. It, it kind of does. So the Repello does kind of mimic that a little bit, but it doesn't have that harsh you know when you spray off or, or oh, yeah. whatever, it, like it, it just hits you, it hits your system. You're like, oh. Everybody like knows what it is. Everybody's yeah. like, who's using mosquito spray? Like, yeah. right. It's not off putting. It's not it off. It actually smells good. Yeah, the, mm. but but it off does mimic that smell. Like okay. those those companies do because citronella is like the most well known uh, insect natural insect re- like repellent oil that you can okay. get. So we use we try to use just a little bit of each. So each scent is just like. Enough for you to smell it, but not be overpowering because we don't want the oils to, we don't want the oils to react negatively with your skin. So we try to use as, as, as least amount as possible. That way it's, you get the full benefits of the prickly pear oil and the tallow with the skin benefits that like lavender provides. Like lavincense is great for bug bites, it, which we, we didn't really make it for that initially. We made it because we liked the way it smelled. But people are sending pictures in of them putting it on rashes, eczema. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, when we tried it on us for a while, uh, Candace got bit by a bug or spider, and her eye like swelled up like pretty significantly. And uh. we were like, "All right, we'll try this." And it like within thirty minutes, within an hour, it went from being so super swollen because it bit her somewhere up here, and her whole eye just kind of closed over. And she came out, and I was like, "What's wrong with your face?" And so we put some on it, and like within an hour, the swelling went down. That's and awesome. We're like, that happened like twice at our house, like, like two, no two separate occasions. We were like, okay, maybe this is like a little too good to be true. This is before we started selling it. Um, and then like after the second time, we were like, okay, maybe we should do something here. Like yeah. Show this around. So we started looking at other companies, and there are a lot of other tallow companies, and some of them are really good, and some of them are natural, but add a bunch of other stuff to it. Mm. So... 
like we don't add preservatives or anything like that. So it's like 12 months. Um, you use it for 12 months within the, you know, 12 months. It doesn't last forever. That's not shelf stable. Like, and that's the point of it. It's natural. It's supposed to be used within a certain amount of time. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's I the go goal, through man. it, put it qu- pretty quick. Yeah. I use a lot, yeah. bro. Like <laughs> I, I use a lot, but a jar like this will last me. Like I use a, like I always tell people at the farmer's markets, like a jar like that lasts me like three and a half months and I use it twice a day cause I shower twice a day. So I sometimes steal it. I've not seen another tallow company that uh, uses prickly pear oil. No, They're all using um, coconut or what's the other one? A lot of them use olive oil. Olive oil. Yeah. Coconut or olive oil. So, But anyway. r- the reason we didn't want to go with olive oil or coconut oil is because you never know um, how they're actually processed. So okay. olive oil can either be cold pressed or heat pressed to get the oil. Um, and prickly pear oil has to be cold pressed. That's the only way to extract the oil. So we wanted like, that's with, with that being cold pressed, then we know we're getting, um, a quality oil. Um, so it's not being rancid. It's not getting heated up to this crazy temperature and getting rancid or anything like that. I'm learning a lot right now because I but didn't know about. I, I think that olive oil, is it non-common? I know that prickly pear oil is not going to clog your pores. Yeah, but okay. I think that um, olive oil, is olive oil, and uh, coconut oil are oh, on a, that's true. I on a higher that. rating, so mm-hmm. they are more off to clog your pores. Well, you had that. Remember when you were using the coconut oil? Yeah, yeah. It had a because I would use coconut oil to take off my makeup, and it would mm. yeah, it would clog my pores. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then so whenever you guys came out with it, so I use all three products. And I remember I asked you, I was like, can I put this on my face? And that's what I use now. I use it on my face. I use it on my body. And that's why I wanted to have you guys come on here because this is something that Juan and I personally use. We've used it. We like it. So you have three products right now. You have the tallow butter, you have the chapsticks, and you have the deodorant. Yes. Right. right. Is um, the Rapello like its own thing? I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's like that was our first uh, like product that's geared to do something. So we want to make like a, a face one that was like lavender and peppermint that's made for acne or like to help uh. pr- like fight acne. Cause lavender is amazing at like fighting inflammatory properties on your skin right. and peppermint's really good at like a natural acne uh, preventer. Like a stringent um, kind of. Right. But it all goes back to like food. So we, like, this isn't miracle stuff. It's just better than anything that you're going to buy at the store. Mm-hmm. But it all goes back to food. Like, I, I think it starts there. Like, what you're putting in your body, like, it's got to go somewhere, right? It's either yeah. going to come down south or it's going to come through your skin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my daughter is learning that the hard way right now. I mean, she's kind of known it, but now she's starting to, like, realize mm-hmm. the impact that actually what you eat mm-hmm. has on your body. And she's 15, so she's going to have acne and stuff. But um, we eat pretty clean. Like, we don't eat stuff out of a box. We don't buy canned vegetables. Like, it's frozen or fresh. And she's at her dad's all summer, and they eat out of a box. They eat canned. They go out to fast food places all the time. They drink a lot of soda. And she's only been there for, what, three weeks maybe now? Yeah. And she's already breaking out all over the place. Like. I call her and I'm like, hey, what's that on your face? And she's like, no. She's like, what can I eat that'll stop this? She's like, is fruit good? Is fruit going to make it go away? And I said, well, it's not going to make it go away. 
I said, but if you're drinking a ton of soda and you're eating a bunch of processed stuff that has sugar, whether you think it has sugar or not, it does. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's going to come out through your face yeah. and everywhere else. I said, so stop drinking so much soda. Maybe have one on the weekend. Yeah. Drink more water. I was like, try to eat more fresh vegetables. Like, And that's so good that you're teaching her this at that age. Yeah. That way, like, she, you know, she's super young. So she still has the rest of her life to live a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. I wish I wish I was taught that mm-hmm. at a young age. My skin would look 10 times better than it does now. It doesn't and look it, bad. It, but I was going to say it looks good. It doesn't look bad, but, like, there's so many. Th- <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I think your skin looks beautiful, too. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's so it's many. <laughs> so many things I could have done differently that would have had a better effect on how my skin is now. So I want right. her to know that stuff to make those better informed decisions about what she's eating and yeah. also want her to live longer for sure and not get diabetes and yeah whatever else comes from eating crap for <laughs> sure and i'm glad you guys are teaching them and that you guys are because it's not very common for people to think this way Mm-mm. especially in the like where i grew up in the hispanic culture my family don't mm-hmm. they didn't think like that um yeah, it's like food is food. We eat tortillas, we eat rice, we eat beans. Mm-hmm. Like we, eat, uh, I guess the lard is probably good. Like that's a good fat we can consume. But um, yeah, we didn't really think like that, and no one in my family really thinks that way. So I'm kind of like the black sheet of the family. Whenever I go and we stay, it's kind of like, oh crap, John and his meat, John and his tallow, hide all the oils, yeah, hide all the oils, and it's like, uh, and it's kind of like they like, are you sure you don't want? this like you sure you don't want this like no i don't want it like and i i it it didn't click for me um for 30 years and and now that it's clicked i want my kids to i feel like my first out my my first daughter is 12 years old and i feel like i poisoned her for the first 12 years of her life i'm like i like killed her (laughs) so she's kind of a lost cause i got two young ones and uh i can kind of help them yeah just starting over with the young ones um but yeah that's like it's like exactly what you said, starting early mm-hmm. and maybe they won't follow it. Maybe they'll do whatever they want, but at least they'll have like. No, I feel like yeah. even if they do fall off eventually, because my mom was, she wasn't super strict, but she'll be like, she'll go into like this natural little faces. And then growing up now, like growing up now, I compared myself to one and not to, you know, expose you or anything, but I do eat healthier. Like I have a healthier mindset and it's because. My mom would have those random natural faces versus yeah. someone who was never exposed to that as yeah. a kid. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I grew up with my mom would make fried type of food all the time. She would use lard. Like the pans is deep. We'd have this much oil in there cooking because um, it has more flavor to mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Uh, like there was like no nutritional value growing up. And I stepped away from that and it, like getting into fitness and everything and working out um, kind of made me see like, hey, like we eat really bad at the house. But it was never that, hey, this is a nutritional value. It was never for health once I started going into that. I was like, if it if I can make it fit into what I need my numbers to be for, for fitness, either the way I want to look or if I was competing in powerlifting and the way I wanted certain, you know, macros or whatever it is that I was trying to accomplish, that's what I would focus on. It wasn't health. And then it's when Brianna really got into it, like, well, just being with her and then, you know, her getting more into it, like health was more of a thing. And I'm like, to, for, how she said earlier, fitness and health is different. And I was always very fitness oriented. And now it's like with health, it's like, oh, like there is things that we need to change. Yeah. And just to be healthier and, you know, 
overall. You got to like think how our parents grew up too. Though, they, you know, that was when the food pyramid came around and the like the government was saying like this is the 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 right way to eat. You know, mm. this is you eat the grains, you know, the top of the pyramid or whatever and <clears throat> you eat, you know, rice, blah, 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 and then, or no, that was at the bottom because that was the most yeah, to eat, right? Yeah, so that's the, you mostly eat bread and grains and blah, 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 and it turns out that there's, like, proven articles that the sugar industry paid the government to say that yeah. red meat's bad. I believe that 100%. Yeah, 100%. No, it, I, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's 100%, like, those, that exists. Um, so they were told a lie their entire lives, so they told us this is what they learned, so... So now us now when we go back to them and we're like, hey, what you learned is not like that's not right. And they're like, Come on, bro. That's, <laughs> that's right. And, or you always get do your parents say, like, Oh, I'm I've been uh, I've been eating this way my entire life and I'm fine. Yeah. Do do, do, do they say that? No. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. I did I do no, this. No, my mom, she'll be like she'll listen and then, but she loves tortillas. Like that's mm. her weakness. Like the doctor has even told her, You have to stop eating them and then she'll be like, Okay. And then she goes home and she eats. She has one in her purse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll like, she'll try. And then she's like, I've been doing really good. And then another day I'll talk to her. She's like, oh, I'm not doing good. Like, I'm just eating whatever I want. Uh, it's so it's like a battle. It's hard yeah. when you're, you know, oh, for me, transitioning into this lifestyle. It was, mm-hmm. it was yeah, hard. Yeah, because well, you grew up so, that's how, what you're doing for so many years. Uh, I like yeah. my cereal night. <laughs> Bro, and it's it's, it's more so of a it becomes more of a task too. Yeah, just the simple thing of reading, seeing what what you're reading before you buy it versus like, oh, I've always bought this. I because I got H E B down. I can walk to that grocery store and tell you almost where everything's at. But now like it's like she's like, would you read it? I'm like, hold on, like let me put it back. Let me yeah. look for something different. So it's more of a task too. It's more work that you end up doing. I mean, it's, once you start doing it for a while, you'll get better at it. But it's something different transition. It's more work and more more effort has to be put into it. Have you all heard the like the saying, like all the food is on the outside. Oh, like Not, on the, uh, the outskirts. Of, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like yeah. don't like there's no beneficial, no nutritional food on the inside. Yeah, all the food's on the outside. Yeah, yeah. there may be beans and rice, but other yeah, than that, yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. There's some like there's some one offs, but yeah. but yeah. even so, tell us what you learned about cheese. Oh yeah, like grated cheese has a. Let's not, this, this, let's not talk about this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. No, this isn't, oh, it's not all bad. It's just yeah. you know the easily accessible cheese. Yeah, like cheese is good. If you buy the block cheese and grate it yourself, that's fine. But if you get the grated cheese, which I didn't even know, it has a, was it? I don't know what it's called, but it's a broken. Is it glucose? Something that makes it not stick together and it's Mm. not good for Uh, you. Yeah, it's packed with this stuff to make it nonstick, basically. So then that is going in your stomach. Causing like inflammation, gut, gut oh, microbiome. So, so it'll cause a liner, and you don't absorb the nutrients you need from your food as well. Yeah, but it just wrecks your your gut microbiome too. Like just wrecks it. So cheese, like people think cheese is bad, but cheese is actually pretty good. So now we've been buying grated cheese, and I'm just like, what about like nacho cheese? Like, like go get some. Na- no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Can I still get some of that? Oh, fructose corn syrup was another one. <clears throat> oh. oh, yeah. Trying that's to find thing. stuff that doesn't have that in it is like almost impossible. Bro, yeah. it's in like chips. Like, how do you get it in chips? It, yeah. it's, it's in, in everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's so. probably in these microphones. I <laughs> 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 <Never> know. <laughs> you remember the one time you asked for honey? Mm. Yeah, that's when my parents really hated me because I was like, I was just really hardcore into the, like the diet thing. Mm. I don't call it a diet. I now call it a way of life. But yeah. like when I was like transitioning, I was like, hey, can I have some honey? Because I was putting honey on my burgers. I put like. You put honey on everything. I put honey on everything. Mm. 
I got overwhelmed. I don't do that now because I don't have a stop. Like, I don't know how to stop myself. But uh, <clears throat> my mom handed me honey, and it was, uh, what was it? It was like well, high fructose corn what syrup. What he did is he poured it on his stuff, not thinking, because honey, like, how do you? It was in a bottle. It was the bear. Yeah. It was like honey, and I was like, it looks a little different. But And then I ate it, and I was like, this isn't honey. Like, I, I, I knew automatically. Yeah, you could I, taste the difference. Yeah, I looked at it, and it was like high fructose corn syrup. Uh, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I threw it away. Yeah, his parents get, <laughs> they definitely get annoyed with us because I even go through like, like I bring my own stuff. Yeah, bring your own groceries into the house. <laughs> we, we bring our own, uh, well, we bring well, an ice chest. Well, we, we <clears> buy <throat> stuff too so that we're not just Munching eating all, all their food when we go because yeah. we go for like a week or two at a time. But so I've been bringing our own stuff that doesn't have high fructose corn syrup. Lots of fruit for the babies to eat because... His parents just want to shove cookies and candy. Yeah, it's like them. grandma and grandpa, like, like yeah. they want to yeah. give cookies. And my mom's like, "Oh, you need to feed your babies." I'm like, "My babies like look good. Like they they're they're smarter than I am. It's because I feed them better than you fed me." Yeah, like I don't know how I'm alive. And, like, we just go back and forth. So, but that's so funny. But t- talking about making the changes, I know recently you said you've been having a lot of like sh- uh, sweet. Oh my gosh, tooth. And, and it might be because next week is supposed to be. That time of the month, uh, so like yeah. I'm just do dark chocolate annoyed with stuff, Me mad too. about stuff. That <laughs> <laughs> no way, like Is it his time of the month. Yeah, yeah. Mine too. <laughs> it's like up and down. So all this, all like all last week and all this week, I just want something sweet. I want, and but I found some sugar free, fat free, yeah. which probably isn't good for me either. But yeah. but it's better least, than the alternative. Yeah, and you said you made what was it like a pie? Is it was, Pudding. Pudding. Okay. Sugar-free, fat-free pudding. Okay. And I added some cream cheese in there to make it taste more like uh, cheesecake. I didn't see this. Where is this at? <laughs> Where? Like, I didn't tell you about it. Okay. Let's go but find that. But if you that. look yeah. in the cabinet, it's in there. But we don't really have, like, snacks at our house either. Okay. Like, <clears throat> a snack on fruit and once in a blue moon we'll let the babies have gummies or something actually okay. sweet. But most of the time our snacks is, like, fruit. Good. So. She's been doing really good. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I can see the definition in your arm. Thank you. Yeah. I always, <laughs> I always told her she's like one of those people that like my little brother can go in the gym and just like kick a weight and look at it and then get an eight pack. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that she's like one of those people she can just like <clears throat> not even like really try and like look good. Whereas me, like, I have to like really try to look stare at the weight really hard and <laughs> internalize like. I'm one with the weight. <laughs> the muscle it's going to put on you. Yeah. So, <laughs> from manifestation somehow. That's <laughs> 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 so funny. So. Wait, before I forget, Juan had a slogan for your deodorant. Oh, dude, what is it? Oh, I was like, you can be, live like a hippie, but not smell like a hippie. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, yeah. that is good. You know what? Our next one, we can name it that. What, hippie? No. What? Instead of, like, this one's Lavanilla. Instead mm. of Lavanilla, we can... It's trademark. I need my royalties. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we can do that. It's gonna be. We want to do like good. a more like manlier. That's kind of that's, that's pretty like womanly. It it's good. It smells strong and it works. Yeah. It, when I uh, we worked out together, then I put it on going to work. Oh yeah, you, did you use it? Yeah. I Does put it stain it, your shirts? No, it didn't no? stain my shirt. Okay, good. Did it well, stain your shirt? well, we gave it to a friend to try, and apparently he's a like. Excessive sweater more than me, which is crazy because I sweat a lot. And uh, it supposedly like stained one of his shirts, but supposedly Mm -hmm. he sweats a a bunch. Yeah, it was a bed sheet. 
I really think that maybe he was just, he like put it on and then well, how like much did had he put an, on? I don't know. Well, I think he like maybe had his arm off of the bed and his pit was just right there. And so maybe the oil's transferred, but. Well, I, well, I, I think mean, his sheet was dirty before. Now he's just trying to put he's it trying on. To, he's trying to blame. <laughs> he's trying to get some new sheets. Uh, well, I don't know. So he supposedly, like I wanted him to try it because this person is like a really excessive sweat. He's like, dude, nothing worked. Even like Old Spice doesn't work. Like, none of this stuff works. He tries to use natural stuff, but it, like, never works. He has, like, a blow dryer next to his... Um, what the heck? Next to his uh, nightstand because he uses he's, he uses a spray deodorant. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's the only thing that kind of helps. So he'll spray it and then blow dry his armpits before. But that's hot air, though. Wouldn't that make him sweat? <clears throat> that's what cold I thought. Cold air. I don't, I don't know if it's uh, cold or hot, okay. what, he, what he uses. But, I yeah, so I was wondering. Because it doesn't stay in, like... <laughs> I I wore white, gray, black. I would go work out hardcore and then come inside and tell Kelly to smell my armpits. And <laughs> <That's> so gross. <clears throat> but it, it didn't stain my shirts. I was like, okay. Yeah, it hasn't stained anything. The R&D either, department so. always gets it the hardest. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of R&D going on. But we want to make one that's like a sandalwood. Have you ever smelled sandalwood before? Yeah. Okay. Sandalwood, cedarwood. That'd be good. And a little bit of pine. Yeah. So I smelled like a little, little manly little, smell. Yeah, because I, I put it on. I went to work. And I was in the control room. And I was like, I could smell. Because I had the, my button up on top <laughs> yeah. for my work shirt. And I could smell it coming up through me. And I was like, smells it smells like I just lathered myself in a lotion. Because we had but just got to. Yeah. Well, I mean, not for a girl. I no, mean, not but, for a guy. but I mean, the fact that you can smell it and it smells good and it's not off-putting. And oh you yeah, don't stink like that's awesome. Uh, but I was just like, I'm sure the guy next to me on the board can smell me. Yeah, and he's probably like. What were you doing before this? Why do you yeah. smell like so much like lotion or just like, like it was like really strong? You're just like but, it's tallow. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like a it was good because it lasted the whole night and it was as soon as I put it on, it didn't feel like that that layer like it's on from other deodorants. Yeah, like, like you feel something there. Yeah, like a film mm-hmm. almost from the other deodorants, and it was good. It was a good experience. That's cool to hear. I, I think it. I think everyone's gonna like feel different about it. Yeah, because obviously everybody's different. Everyone's mm-hmm. on a different health path you're like you're probably far ahead from other people your body's like less toxic you're not like spewing toxins out of your body so it's yeah i think everyone's gonna feel different about it but it doesn't feel like i think we do we need to do like an educational like campaign almost like what it is what what to expect from it Uh, because it's not the fact that it doesn't have aluminum Mm -hmm. like we we can't compete with that you know what i mean because it so uh, I was thinking uh, when we were at the farmer's market, there was this lady that came and they were so excited about the deodorant. And uh, she was talking about how the other deodorants, like she switched to more natural because uh, I think it's the aluminum and I don't know what it does, but have you ever used the other uh, other kind? And like your armpits have like these weird phantom pains. No. Uh, I think that's, it's something to do with the aluminum blocking your pores, but like I've had it and I'm like, I mean, it's been a while because I haven't used it, but, like, it'll be weird. It'll be, like, a, a pinching pain in your armpit. Mm. Oh, that's, that's probably from the Army. You need to get that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need to use that clip and then send that in to get a royalty on it. <laughs> I, it could be. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by BCN Supplements, our all-natural supplement company. First off, we have our hydrolyzed collagen. This is a four-in-one. It comes with vitamin C for better absorption, hyaluronic acid, and biotin. So this is good for your skin, your hair, your nails, and your joints. And this is for both men and women. 
Next up, we have our immunity, which is a seven-in-one vitamin. It has vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, echinacea, elderberry, black pepper, and garlic bulb. So this will give your immune system that extra boost. And lastly, we have our natural pre-workout. It does have 325 milligrams of natural caffeine from green tea. It is sweetened with stevia, and its purpose is energy, focus, and endurance. And for our listeners, we do have a discount code. If you visit our website, www.bcnsupps.com, you can use code BUILT, B-U-I-L-T, for 10% off. Thank you so much for listening. So the company, just wanted to say, it is veteran-owned, minority-owned, yeah. all the things. My wife's the boss. She's, she's a veteran. That's funny. At the farmer's market, everyone assumes that I'm the veteran. They're like, hey, what branch you in? I'm like, wasn't me, bro. It was, just, it was my wife. <laughs> and they're like, and I they're pop like, up and I'm like, hi. They kind of look. And I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. I just wear her shorts sometimes, but that's it. <laughs> he does. Uh, he does. He likes running in them. When I go run with her shorts at the in the park, everyone's like, hey, thank you for your service. And it's like, I don't want to stop. So I, I don't, I just like acknowledge. I don't say thank you. So I'm not lying. I just say, hey. <laughs> it's going to slowly transition to where you're going to be running around and like all geared out and David Goggins style. <laughs> like it turns into like I was in the Marines or something. So we talked about you guys owning the business, being parents, having full time jobs. And then also you mentioned organic versus regenerative. I, I struggle with this. That's word. a hard word. Regenerative. Regenerative. Regen- you, you can call it resilience too. That's like a new term coming. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about what you're doing with the nonprofit, the documentary. Okay, so it started from uh, from a podcast that my my buddy and I still kind of do did, um, and then I do a podcast, and I got obsessed with regenerative agriculture. We went out to this place called Rome Ranch in Fredericksburg, Texas, and uh, I've been a part like my family's been in agriculture my entire life. We raised cattle, we raised hay. We've like tilled fields and I was like, I am a farmer. I know what's going on. So we went out to this ranch and I was like, this young guy who's my age, him and his wife started this company called Epic. It's a protein bar. Um, and they sold that company to General Mills and then they used that money to buy this ranch. And now they're they're partnering with other clean regenerative ranches to supply clean hormone free meat to the rest of the world, to the United States. And um I wanted to learn about regenerative agriculture because it's like saving the climate. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I went and learned about regenerative agriculture. And basically, it's like there's like six principles to regenerative agriculture. And the main ones are like protect the soil, um, like uh, know where you're farming and like don't use hormones and pesticides on the land. And he was talking. I was like, oh, I didn't know. I thought you had to use this stuff on your farming, right? Like. I thought you, you, you know, he was talking about the differences between like organic and industrialized agriculture and the benefits of each. And that kind of like opened my eyes. So I was like, oh, like, okay. So me getting the meat from the store is not like I could do better than that. There's this other way to get meat too. So that kind of like started an obsession with like knowing where we're getting our meat from. Right. That was kind of like the first it, conversation that kind of yeah, spawned it, everything. And it, I mean, it all ties back into what you eat. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you think you're eating clean and you're getting stuff that's got pesticides and hormones and stuff, it's not really clean. So he, he, I mean, he was talking about like, so he raises bison at his ranch and he mm-hmm. was talking about how bisons are the keystone species and how they're important and how they affect, how they can positively influence the climate, our ecosystem and community. 
Um, and he's just a great storyteller. So we did that podcast and I was like, man, I want to learn more about this. So I started reading about soil health and supposedly right now experts say we have like 50 to 60 more years of topsoil. So that means 50 to 60 more years of crops, supposedly. That's mm-hmm. what the experts say across the world. So in 50 to 60 more years, the United States could possibly look like Africa where you can't grow crops. Oh, it can be pretty, yeah, it's like scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I reached out, uh, I reached back out to Taylor and I asked, I was like, hey, who's a soil scientist? How can I learn about soil? He connected me with this girl named Andy, and she runs a, a company called Soil is Sexy. And uh, she uh, goes around and helps farmers like uh, optimize their soil health. Farmers optimize soil, soil health, and she can like test soil and say what, what kind of amendments you need, what kind of inputs you could use to uh, naturally improve soil health. So then I was like, all right, well, I want to talk about, like, who's the king of regenerative agriculture? And this guy named Gabe Brown, he's on this documentary called Kiss the Ground. So we watched that documentary, and I was like, oh, my God, this is really cool. (laughs) And I was like, I watched it, like, four times, like, every night, like, four times over and over again. And I was like, oh, man, I want to talk to Gabe Brown. So I reached out to Gabe Brown, and he was like, yeah, I'll do a podcast with you. So we did a podcast. It was, like, 45 minutes, and he blew my mind. And I was like, man, I want to keep. No, I want to keep learning about this. And I was driving to work one day, hating my job. And I was like, man, what, how do I leave my job? Like, what do I, I don't want to do this. I want to do something else. And I was like, I just want to do the podcast about agriculture. And I was just thinking in my head, like, okay, I want to keep, do I do a farming agriculture podcast? Like what do I do? And I was like, oh, I'll just do a documentary. So then that's kind of what started the, the journey. So I, I put this plant, I, I didn't, I don't know anything about documentary. So I Google or YouTube, how do you start a documentary? And it said, like, it gave you, like, this guy was like, you do, like, three things. You build a pitch deck and you get a film crew together. And then I was like, Kelly, you take pictures. You're the director of photography. (laughs) And then I built this, like, pitch deck and I reached out to three people that I had had on the podcast. Taylor was one of them. And Taylor is, um, he's, like, a goat in the industry. He's, like, well-known. He's a, like, very good storyteller. Um... So I was really nervous when I reached out to him about doing a documentary because I don't know anything about documentary. Mm. I was pretty transparent. I was like, I just wanted to, I feel passionate about this. And then I reached out to Andy and then I reached out to this doctor named Ali Cohen, who's like a professional. She's a, a real, how do you say what she is? Because I can't say the word. He, when he first said that, he told me she's a rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like. <laughs> That's just the mess that coming at out of me, bro. I was like. Well, first off, that's not how you say rheumatoid like, I that arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> I said, and uh, I don't think she's a rheumatoid arthritis person. I, what, is it, what is it, though? I don't remember how you say it. It's close to that, but it is not. Anyway, she, like, <laughs> she, st- like, she specializes in inputs in the body, um, like uh, environmental toxins that uh, impact the human body. So she looks at glyphosate, uh, chemicals that we spray on crops. We had her on the podcast. She did uh, a couple of big TED Talks. And when I was looking at soil health and like crop, when I was looking, there's this study that came out that 80% of people have detectable amounts of glyphosate in their urine. Everyone that they tested have a, like a concerning, quote unquote, I don't know what that level is, but concerning level of glyphosate, which is glyphosate's used to spray on crops. So I talked to her about it. We talked to her on the podcast. So those are the first like three people that reached out. 
I was kind of expecting them to say no, like, no, I don't want to do this. And all of them said yes. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Okay. I was like, okay, cool. So I got three people. I just need like a film crew and I just need some more people. So I started, dude, just deep diving every day. Like I was reading months months and months (laughs) of like reading. Like I got my folder of regenerative agriculture. Like I got contacts. I got like all this stuff. And I started reaching out to people and everyone was saying yes. They never met me in my entire life. But then I realized that everyone in the industry knows each other, like all these prominent figures in regenerative agriculture. So some of these people that I was reaching out to, they're like, yeah, I heard you talk to so-and-so last week. And I was like, oh, okay, kind of getting around a little bit. All right. <laughs> and uh, Started killing himself. I, know. I was like, all right, all right, all right. I was like, well, you know, you know Tom, right? Yeah, me and Tom are good. Yeah. <laughs> me and Tom, yeah, yeah, I talked to Tom last week. Anyway, uh, I talked to this one guy at uh, Michigan State University, the – they're very prominent in regenerative agriculture. They work with um, they work with Gabe Brown. Um, there's this big farm in Georgia called White Oak Pastures. They did this big study at White Oak Pastures that so that showed that his farm is carbon neutral, meaning they're not emitting any carbon at all. They're sequestering as much carbon as they're putting out. You should um, explain what that means. I would really butcher it. So basically. Um, it's kind of cool. Soil and plants sequester carbon. They bring those environmental pollutants out of the atm- atmosphere naturally, and they absorb that and they put that in the soil. Mm. Like an industrialized farm doesn't do that because there's no there's no roots, there's no there's no crops. You need animals to do that. Um, and regenerative agriculture and moving animals around. That's one of the principles. Like constantly moving the herd Mm -hmm. just like how they would do it in a natural setting without being fenced so a lot of these ranches have like fences where they move they call paddocks so there's like paddock one they move the animals to paddock one leave them there for a certain amount of time then they move up to paddock three and it's supposed to mimic nature as closely as possible which can never be done but it's it's as perfect as it's going to get so regenerative agriculture fights climate by sequestering carbon um, out of the atmosphere, putting it in the ground, and it's a cycle. So just because it's pulling carbon from the atmosphere, it doesn't stay there forever. It it goes in a cycle. Um, I don't know how I got there. But okay, so Michigan State University, I was talking to Dr. Jason Roundtree, which is like a prominent figure in the science community of regenerative agriculture, and he said, hey, who's funding this documentary? And I, at this point, I have like 12 people that have agreed to be part of the documentary. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I was like, independent, bro. And he's like, okay, cool. He's like, well, have you thought about getting funding to do this? And I was like, no. I was like, I don't know how to do that. What do you mean funding? He's like, yeah, you can crowdfund. You can do this stuff. He's like, most non most documentaries are are funded through nonprofits. And I was like, oh, okay. So I reach out to a nonprofit. He goes, oh, or you can start your nonprofit. So I was like, okay. So that was like November last year. And I walked out and I was like, hey, I talked to Jason Roundtree. I was really excited about talking to this guy because this guy is like the king. Like everyone told me that I was talking to, they're like, hey, have you talked to Jason Roundtree? They, they're always talking about him. So got off the phone. I went to Kelly. I was like, hey, I think I'm going to start a nonprofit. And um, I just get dragged along. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I don't have a choice whether I want to or not. I eventually have to learn so then I was like, he's doing. So then I was like, okay, so how do you start a 501c3 nonprofit? So then it's not very hard. It is hard in the beginning if you don't know, and I still really don't know the process. 
but I just kind of weaved my way in. And so the, like the point of the nonprofit, it's called our sustainable footprint. The point of the nonprofit is to, um, right now it's going to fund the documentary. That's the, that's like the first phase of the work. And in that process of funding the documentary, we're going to have this amazing footage of all these farmers, of all these soil scientists talking about ways that can positively impact the climate, whether it's through agriculture, whether it's through community relationships, building community up, because that's like one of the things of regenerative agriculture. It's really building up the community around uh, these farmers and making the communities more resilient. During COVID, right, all of our grocery stores were empty, right? We didn't have any groceries. Mm -hmm. That's because we were relying on food from other countries. And regenerative agriculture is all about um, really building up and supplying the local community through agriculture. Like everyone should know. There's this crazy stat that 95% of Americans have never been on a farm, right? So people in regenerative agriculture want people to come to these farms. Like Taylor at at Rome Rants, they they have these – like uh, conferences where they bring people and they let them do like a bison harvest and they're introducing people to animals, agriculture, knowing where their food comes from. So my idea is do the documentary, but we have this amazing footage. Like right now we've gone to two places. We have about nine hours of footage. Um, Really only two, only like 30 minutes from each of those places are going to make the documentary. If that, right. Mm -hmm. So use that footage to provide training and like a know-how, like a training program for ranchers that want to transition from industrialized agriculture to regenerative. Because right now there's there's more and more companies um, and nonprofits that are coming about and helping farmers. But if you're an industrialized model, if you're a monoculture, you're only growing corn, which is like if you're if you got a hundred acres and you're only growing corn, that's industrialized agriculture. That's not what nature is supposed to look like. That's not what. Uh, that's just not natural, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they want to transition. These farmers want to transition to a more sustainable way of agriculture, but there's really not a, a way to do it. They they can pay to go to the conferences and these training programs. Or you can start a nonprofit and you can provide trainings for free. So that's kind of what I want to do is do this documentary, put it out. The goal is like a a large streaming provider. I want to make this available for everyone. And I really think like the goal of the documentary is to provide information to people like us who aren't in agriculture, um, like tips and how they can make an impact. Right. Because I think Mm -hmm. like – from our daily lives, we're all so busy. We care about the climate, obviously. We care about where our food comes from, obviously. But sometimes we get wrapped up and we don't really know how to make an impact. Mm-hmm. So the goal is to talk to these experts, learn how to make an impact with us, and then provide that with the people. That's the goal of the documentary. Then use the other footage that we have and provide these trainings for free for farmers that want to transition from industrialized agriculture to regenerative, a more sustainable way of agriculture. So that's like the agriculture aspect of it. And then I also want to tackle, since I work in a company that makes plastics, plastic waste, microplastics, I want to, I want to fight. I don't even know if fight's the right word. I want to help um, 
shift policy as it relates to plastic and plastic waste. So the nonprofit's called Our Sustainable Footprint, and to me that encompasses everything, whether it's agriculture, environmental pollution, Mm -hmm. it's everything. But agriculture and microplastics are near and dear to my heart. So those are like the two, it's a long answer, long-winded answer, but that's like... Oh, that's really good. That's like the, the two main purposes. It means well. Yeah. <laughs> we no, told that's... y'all he's out here saving the world. Y'all really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It really is. Yeah. But talking about manifestation earlier, I'm going to go into that a little bit because Juan and I had talked about we wanted to have a nonprofit, but we didn't know what, how, anything. And then I don't know where you come. You ask him to be on the board. My podcast uh, touches on the seven dimensions of wellness. And I was like, I don't know anything about environmental. And here you are on are now talking to us about the environment. So. Yeah, I think that's really cool. It's dope. Yeah. I yeah. I am a believer of manifestation. I used it twice in my life for jobs that I wanted. And it wasn't like I just thought like, oh, I need this job. So I'm like thinking that I want this job all the time. I did things up until the point to make it real that why I got the positions. Mm-hmm. And I like I, I used manifestation, but I didn't know what it was until I listened to Rob Deere. Do you listen to Rob Deere? Yeah. Dude, optimize. Dude, if optimize I, everything. Dude, if I when I listen to Rob Deerdeck, I'm gonna start a company every time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I was like, oh, that's what I did with those like two positions. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I can, I can use what I did for like Dow for another company for something that I really want to do, mm-hmm. and that's what it, like, I'll I won't go a day without talking about biodiversity, the documentary, mm-hmm. Tallow. Or anything like that. I won't go a day. I'm gonna like I'm gonna speak it because I really believe in it, and I think that um, I think with the people like I'm just like a way of uh, like like taking the people that are, have all the information because I don't have the I'm not an expert. Right. I'm just obsessed with it, mm-hmm. but I don't have I'm not an expert. But I can use these other people that are experts and help share their their message. Yeah, you're kind of bridging it because like these people have the information, and then there's people who want to know, but they're like, how do we connect with these people? Right. So you're the whole nonprofit documentary is the bridge. You're bridging that gap between them and you're doing it in a way that attracts people. A lot of people like watching things. A lot of people like long form content and you know, cinematic stuff. So that's what all that's actually doing. And it's yeah. really cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, that's, that's fun time. So yeah, I don't know what the timeline is. Uh, I had an, a really aggressive timeline that I wanted to finish by the end of the year, but I'm talking to a few people they're like, Hey, slow down, pump your brakes, take your time with it. Um, so yeah, we, we've filmed two, two, two different ranches. We got 16 more to go. So, and it's, uh, what is it? June in a June. It's rough. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, I hope to be done with it like middle of next year. So we'll start like releasing some teasers and some trailers and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. How she said that I had actually, we did a vision board cause you know, we believe in manifestation, um, and the power of it. I had just put nonprofit on there. And then I think it was the day after. It was crazy, yeah. yeah. Like literally the day after, yeah. I believe you called me. Uh, I was telling Kelly like I want to surround my myself with people that are doing great things, like that are yeah. motivated. And I was That's like, good. I was always like talking about like y'all. I was like, man, like I, I don't want to. I was like, I was like, yeah, you, <laughs> you I was like, you befriend you Brianna, I befriend Juan, and then we're just like, <laughs> we'll vibe off each other. But I was like, I don't want to be creepy. And uh, because like, because we really didn't know each other, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, but I was like, I love everything that they're doing with BCN. Like, I, I, I love Thank it. You. Um, I'm, I'm a believer. And like, that's why we had you on the podcast to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. 
I'm not sound like a stalker, but I, we followed <laughs> you for a while and we we're like, oh man, it's like a different kind of supplement company. It's like, mm-hmm. not just like, it's like about health and wellness, not just about like, hey, get a pre-workout in or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so I, I've been following it for a while and then I like been following y'all for ever since then. And I was like, how do we like, like, I want to surround myself with people like that. And I know that's how you like you you excel in life and like right. you, you build community. How do I do that? And like Kelly was just like, I don't know. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna ask. For, I, I'm just gonna call him. I'm just gonna call him and ask him if he wants to be on the board. Like I was like, I need I need three board members he, he, for a couple of days. He's like, should I call him? Yeah. I don't want to be creepy. <laughs> should I? He's uh. like, we need to surround ourselves with people <laughs> that are. Good, because you are like you are what you eat. You are who you Your surround thoughts. yourself with. Yeah, I was like, you, you know like, what? I'm he's just walking gonna... around the house, just saying the same thing over yeah. and over. <laughs> I was seriously, and then I came back in, and I was like, he said to think about it, but I think he's like vibing with it. I think he like, dude, I, I, yeah. Like, as soon as he called me, I was like, it was out of it was out of the blue, kind of like you said. It wasn't creepy at all, so you weren't a creepy. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like I was. I think I was really taken back because we were we. I think I was big on the podcast of Lewis House. And listening to Manifestation and The Secrets and all that. And we had watched it. She's like, we need to do a new vision board because we've been doing it. And it's crazy, like, you know, kind of going back to that. We've marked off a lot of things on our vision board. And we'll be like, oh, whoa, we knocked this, 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 this. And it's pretty cool when you can sit there and start crossing things off. I was going to say, I've gone so far to, like, that's my wallpaper, my vision board. On That's my dope. phone. So every time I open my phone, I see it. Well, now I'm going to do that. So. <laughs> my wallpaper is Mia picking her nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's acceptable. John's got all... I'm very go with the flow. I don't have any big plans. Like, I just... I'm simple. But I feel like that's why you guys work. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, that you guys are the perfect match. He is. Mm. He yeah. just, I just go with whatever he does. There's, I, I realize there's... Like, if I'm busy, passionate about doing what I want to do, I'm happy. But yeah. there for like for a while, like my company, my job was my life. And that's all I did. And I wasn't really happy. Yeah. So now like I'm doing these things, podcast, documentary, whatever it is, like the business, like these are the things I'm passionate about and I'm happy. Yeah, that's um, awesome. A lot of people don't find that. A lot of no. people just are like, yeah. oh, it, you know, we're not supposed to enjoy our work. We just work to do our lives, this and that. And it's when you can bridge those two, it's it's something special. And I heard like I'm hearing these things. Like I asked myself. What I do, if we weren't making any money with Signature, would I still do it? And the answer is yes, because I it's providing something beneficial to people. Mm-hmm. Same with the documentary. Like, Netflix is the goal, 100%. Mm-hmm. But if we put it on YouTube and it reaches people, I'm happy with that because mm-hmm. I believe in it. And I, like, it sounds funny, but coming from Ice Cube, he says, if you're not, there's some podcast he was on. He's like, if you're not willing to do something for five to 10 years for 25 cents, he's like, you don't love doing it. And I was mm-hmm. like, Whew, save that video, watch it every day. <laughs> you wake up, this. it's your alarm when you yeah. wake up. Ah, just straight up, dude. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's 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 what I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So. and I also like going back to when you called me. I I didn't want to be like, yeah, and I'm like, you know, I was like, you know, let me let me think about it because I was yeah. like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm on the board. Like, I want to actually be involved in it. I actually want to know what I'm saying yes to. I actually wanted to do research on it because it was new to me. Hmm. And then like. I've been learning more and more as I go. I've been using TikTok a lot. Yeah, dude. TikTok's good, bro. Yeah, and I've been using that. Uh, I listened to some of the, the podcasts you had, and then I was just learning more and more about it, and I would talk to her about it, and she's like, well, like, do it. Like, you, you know, you're liking it, you're learning about it, and it's like it's something good. And I was like, man, I was like, John seems like a solid dude. And then you sent me everything, and I was like, well, he has this all right. Right as soon as you sent it to me, I was like, oh, he's ready, like 100% ready to do all this. So I was like, yeah, absolutely, I'll do it. Because mm-hmm. it's something cool. And then you see the passion, especially right even right now. Like, people are going to see when they're listening to this. Like, you were talking, and then you was like, 
all right, now it's like, this is what I'm super passionate about and everything's really coming out. So it, it's awesome to see. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad to be a part of it. I appreciate it. Um, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're part of it too. It means a lot to me. <laughs> it means a lot. <laughs> no, that means a lot to us too. Sorry. I was just going to say like, uh, we were actually just talking about that the other day. I was listening to a video on YouTube and they were talking about how basically you are like the five people you surround yourself with. So they're like, if you want to be successful, then you need to surround yourself with successful people and they will bring you up because you're now you're in their environment. Yeah. So. What, what is that saying? Like a uh, tides wave, uh, raise all boats or tides raise all ships or something like that. Yeah. You know, I hadn't heard that. One. I have no idea. All no. I know is we surround ourselves with twins four-year-old twins so like crazy the tides raise all ships so like if i like Uh, if you're doing if you're doing well then and i'm around you i will have to do well there's just no way around it right Mm -hmm. like if i'm doing well like you're gonna do well yeah it's like what every you know everybody you know heard this is growing up when you're choosing your friends and that's like tell me who your friends are tell me who you i'll tell you who you are Mm -hmm. like people you surround yourself with is gonna like they influence you whether you believe it or not even if you're like a very alpha person and you you dominate a lot of influence when you surround yourself, like the people start taking away from you. You have to, have, it has to be mutualism. So people have to take away and give back. It can't just be giving, giving, giving. Mm-hmm. It's 100%. supposed to be. So yeah. it, it is pretty cool to have people in our circle like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Agreed. I, you know, not to go into religion, but I do like reading the Bible here and there. And one of the things it says is like, if you're like, if you're good and you surround yourself with bad, bad is going to overcome or yeah yeah, influence you more likely than you influencing them so what you need to do is you need to remove yourself from there and then you're going to need to go find people who are going to positively influence you i believe it yeah that's been a big conversation in our house with my my oldest Ah. Mm. she's 15 and she doesn't really do a whole lot and we're like you need to get out there expand your horizons surround yourself with people that want to do great things in life Mm -hmm. like go play sports it's like something yeah and uh so she's like but mom and I'm like, yeah, I know. And like the norm is what you make it. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. normal to you is everybody's getting pregnant and doing drugs, that's going to, yeah, everybody around you is doing that. You're like, oh, that's normal. Right. Versus if you surround yourself with people who are like, oh, I'm focused. I'm going to go to college. I'm living a different lifestyle. You're like, no, this is normal. So it really, there's a saying that says the world isn't as you see it. It's, what it's is your it? perspective. Yeah, your perspective. Your perspective is your reality. Yeah, basically. 100%. Yeah. yeah. No, I believe oh. that. I want to ask one last question. So we talked about, so you guys, he comes to you all the time with all these different ideas, right? He does. <laughs> so you guys are parents. You guys obviously will have a marriage. So that's something else that needs time. You guys have full-time jobs. You guys have the towel of butter. Uh, you guys have well, our signature touch. You guys are doing the nonprofit slash documentary. You're a photographer. You do video. How do you guys manage? And you're also very active on social media. And you do podcast. very good. Yeah, and podcasting. Yes. How do you manage? How do you do all of this? It's it's rough. It's a lot. And uh, I don't know if I missed something. Maybe well, there's something no. I missed. Well, I don't know. <laughs> in between all of this, John mm-hmm. actually just finished school. Oh, oh that's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then two years ago, I finished I'm burn mine. So, um. <laughs> It's rough. Like throughout the week, it's just go, go, go. And then on the weekends, we, depending on what we need to do, is when we'll like make our tallow at night and he stays up late and 
gets up super early to do his reading, to do editing. Like, he's he's more go, go, go than I oh, am. Oh, and then you and I are doing cycle syncing. You two are doing 75 hard <laughs> challenge. Yeah. Which, thank butt. you, because now he's reading. So yes. I've been trying to get him to read for the longest, and now he's doing it. <laughs> so I'm just getting thrown out here on this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's going to be like a reel of just one bad enough. <laughs> no. So oh. you're positively influencing him. Uh, no, same. Same, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a balance. He's a go, 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 like, can't stop, overthinker, and I'm more of a just take a breath, one thing at a time, it'll be okay. Mm. And so I think, like, he pushes me to do things that I sometimes don't want to do, and I'm just like, just leave me alone. <laughs> I just want to go to bed. I don't want to wake up at 5. Like, And I'm just like, hey, relax. It'll be okay. I'm like, hey, we got that thing, like, next month. I think I need to, I need to do it right now. And she goes, it's next month. I'm like, I know, I need to do it now. Like, <laughs> So I yeah, wake up early, like it's like stuff that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. to me, it's not like when I have to actually work my job, that's what I hate. When I haven't gonna get a meeting request, I'm like, damn, like what do they want to talk about? Like <laughs> <laughs> like that I don't wanna do that. But if someone calls me and you're like, Hey man, what's the documentary or what do you do the podcast? I'll talk about that, I'll do stuff like that all day long. But when it's like mm-hmm. work, bro, I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but I'll do, I'll wake up early. I'll stay up late to work on signature touch, the podcast, the documentary, whatever that is. Like to me, it's like, it comes easy if you love doing it and I just love doing it. Some of the stuff we actually have to set time aside, like set up a meeting for ourselves. Oh yeah. We started to do stuff. Yeah. We set meetings with each other now to make the tallow butter. I was like, Hey, what are you doing on Friday? Three to four. (laughs) You got time to make arm deodorant? She's like, okay, yeah, I don't know. okay, cool. You got but time to sniff each other's armpits? <laughs> <laughs> he does. He walks in, Kelly. And I'm like, oh my, get, get away from me. <laughs> like, leave me alone. But uh, I think our, so we have just turned four-year-old twins, and then we have two older daughters, a 12, and uh, one's about to be 15. And they're amazing. They help us so much when we're here. So, like, if we need to do something, but we need the little ones kind of, occupied mm-hmm. or watched over so that we can just focus they're there yeah so the little moms. they're pretty awesome yeah. we we would be lost without them <laughs> for sure so. i love it is there anything else you guys want to say or leave the listeners with before we go grab some bernella because it smells amazing <laughs> i agree lavender and peppermint coming soon against kelly's wishes I'm not a big peppermint fan. I was uh. sick. Anything peppermint when I was pregnant with the twins, and it's just kind of stuck with me. I don't really care for it. So, but well, there's some people soon. out there who like it. But yeah, that's what he keeps telling me. Thank you for inviting us. This means a lot, and uh, yeah, of course, I appreciate thank you for coming. I love everything you all do. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, so now to do the outro. <laughs> I need help because I used want, to never do. Do you outro. want to say where they can find his podcast? Yes. Or okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, so how can we find you if people want to purchase uh, anything from our signature touch or if they want to follow along with the nonprofit and documentary? You want me to go? You want me to say it? You go ahead and start. Okay, so signature touch is we can, <clears throat> we're on Facebook, Instagram, um, and our and the website is OurSignatureTouch.com, and the Instagram is OurSignatureTouch. And then uh, you can follow along with the, uh, the documentary. It's Biodiversity the documentary on Instagram and biodiversity, the documentary on YouTube. And then the nonprofit is our sustainable footprint on the, uh, on Instagram working on a website. So if you, uh, you're a website builder, 
and you want to work with a nonprofit, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so those are those are how you can find us. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much. Okay, wait, I need a second. Okay. No pressure. Let's all stare up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> Okay, so what did I say? Thank you so much for tuning in. Or? Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like, be sure to subscribe, uh, share, sure. tell your friends, and how to contact you guys or follow you guys as well. Ah, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys liked it, make sure to subscribe, like the video. Uh, I don't know what platform you're on. If it's YouTube, it's going to be video. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share it with someone who you think might be interested in listening to this or you think might help them. And you can also follow us on Built From The Inside Out. That's how we are on YouTube, all the platforms, Instagram. And then my personal is Brianda Nava. Juan is Juan Nava. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Built From The Inside Out. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with someone who could benefit from it. Remember to subscribe to our podcast to stay connected. And here's a special treat for our loyal listeners. Use code BUILT at www.bcnsubs.com for a 10% discount on your next order of BCN supplements. Thank you for being part of our supportive community. We're glad you're here, and we hope you'll join us again in the next episode of Built from the Inside Out.